What does true Christianity look like in today's world? What does it look like to walk as the light in such a dark place? What problems are Christians facing today, both inside and outside the church? Welcome to the podcast that will explore all this and more. Welcome to Heavy is the Crown Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Heavy is the Crown Podcast. My name is Mark, my co-host is with me here. His name is Jose. Go ahead and say hello to everybody, Jose. What's happening, family? God bless you guys. That's right. God bless all of you. Uh, we just wanted to do a uh, a quick year-end kind of roundup show here. This isn't a uh, specific episode of any kind. It's just basically to kind of do a, an overview of what we, what we did here in the past couple of months. Um, we're still a very new, a very a uh, fresh podcast out there. So we kind of just wanted to, uh, we have some new listeners. So we wanted to get on here and just kind of talk to you guys a little bit, um, kind of laid back and, and um, tell you guys a little bit more about the show and what we uh, kind of went over this year and what we have coming up. And, and at the end here, we want to give everybody some encouragement. So, um, but like I said, my name is Mark. I'm in Texas and Jose is in Colorado currently getting snowed on over there yes, sir <laughs> <laughs> we are uh we are recording this on um december 28th uh in the evening time so he's getting a little bit of snow i think and kind of getting snowed in till saturday over there and i'm over here in texas in the 80s wearing shorts <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy yeah so we got some some uh arctic weather that's supposed to be moving our way but it's not gonna be as arctic as your snow over there i don't think so but um, got about four inches sitting out there right now, man. Yeah, I've had a total of about I don't know seven, eight inches over the last three days, mm. starting on Christmas Eve. Man, so kind of had a white Christmas. Yeah, so it was a white yes, Christmas sir. for you guys. That's good. So, um, kind of, I just wanted to this little, I don't know. I'm just calling it a year end roundup here. I wanted to kind of give people. We have some new listeners, and kind of give people an idea of you know who we are. A lot of our topics a lot of times are well, probably the majority of the time are pretty tough topics to talk about. There are a lot of things that people don't really want to talk about and right. they can come across as uh, bashing the church or uh, hopefully not bashing individuals. We don't try to do that, um, right. but they are difficult to talk about. So, you know, right out of the gate, I just wanted to encourage um people that have already been listening to us and any new listeners that are that are coming on board that you know this is not a podcast that is meant to uh destroy the church or bash the church in any way we are pro church we are pro christ yes. uh we are pro christian <laughs> we um but we do believe that there are there are a lot of problems and there are a lot of things that do need um to be talked about uh, within the church and outside of the church that affect Christians today. It's, it's an important thing that we address these problems. Um, and a lot of people just are pretty satisfied with 
not addressing them at all. And that's kind of gotten us to where we are today. So, um, I just want to encourage people that are listening that, you know, yes, these things are hard to talk about, um, but they're necessary and they help us to grow. Um, they help us to learn. They help us to see where, where we've fallen. Um, they help us to see where obstacles are that we need to, uh, all try and get around together. I mean, this isn't a, Oh, I got over that obstacle. I'm leaving this person behind. No, we're, we're supposed to be helping each other, um, as the body of Christ. Do you have, uh, anything to add to that, Jose? Uh, I just wanted to, yeah, I, uh, you know, and I, I had to share something the other day. I had to put something up and, uh, you know, talk to people and, and tell them, you know what, a lot of the things that I say and it's, uh, they're not easy to hear, you know what I mean? But right. they, they do, they always come from a place of love. You know, we do believe here. We do believe that we believe in tough love, you know, and we absolutely do not condone nor practice sugarcoating or watering down the truth. Um, but we do believe in speaking truth in love. And, you know, when I, I've always been the type of friend, even before I was saved, I believed in if you need to hurt my feelings, for my growth, then do so. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of times it's, it's correcting somebody is, you know, society looks at it as, as, as a negative thing. And we've, we've allowed society to dictate the way the church does things a lot of the times. And, you know, contrary to modern Christianity, to cor- you know, correction or, or a rebuke is one of the most loving things that a brother or sister can, can, can offer. Absolutely. So, but yeah, like Mark said, we know we're not a a Christian you know, or, or a Christian bashing church bashing podcast. It's there's just things that you know, and these are things we've experienced, that we've seen, and we know the effects that it has on people. You know, we've you know by the grace of God have have been delivered from toxic church environments, and and so that's that's why we do what we do, and we share what we share. And, even when it's not easy, you know what I mean? It's, it's a burden that's been laid on our hearts to share. And we're just doing our best to be obedient to, to what God has called us to do. Right. And it's all in love. And there's, there's so many people you, you, uh, you said toxic environments and that's, that's what this creates. A lot of these problems that we're addressing, uh, do create toxic environments within the church. And we end up seeing, uh, both new and old older Christians, people that have been Christians for a while that end up in a toxic environment. We, we end up seeing them leave the church many times because they got their feelings hurt. Um, and you always see people making that post. Um, it wasn't me that hurt your feelings. That was the church signed God. (laughs) And you know, those are those, um, posts and those memes are very well-meaning people are trying to reach out that people to people that have been hurt in the church, but a meme or a picture usually doesn't fix that because uh, these people are dealing with that every day with the loss of friendships and, you know, loss of uh, mainly the loss of being in the house of God. I mean, it's not about the friendships. It's, it's about communing with, with other Christians, but we're, we're there to learn. We're there to praise and worship God um, yes. we're there to encourage each other. We're there to disciple each other. And when these people get hurt in church and they leave, many of them don't, don't come back. 
some of them will right. even, you know, may turn kind of sour towards it and really go out into the wilderness and just be in a, in a time in the wilderness. And, um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, that's happened to, to both of us. We've been on the, the receiving end of that and, um, you know, thank, thank God for growth. Uh, thank God that, Amen. that, Amen, we're, that we're able to look back at these things and, we just didn't really see a whole lot of people. Um, there are other podcasts that talk about um, very straightforward things. Um, so, I mean, we don't have like a, a corner on the market or anything here, but we're just talking about our own experiences and trying to help other Christians to navigate these things and figure out how we can cut these things off to be where we can deal with them before they become a real problem. Right. We're just real, we're real people offering real conversation, talking about real problems. And, and that's, that's, you know, that's what we're doing here. Absolutely. Like you said, it's nothing fancy. It's just, just real people offering some real, real conversations about real things that aren't really spoken of very much. Right. And, um, you know, we've, we started, I put up, uh, episode zero, which is basically like a, a trailer episode to kind of explain who we were. And that's kind of what you do when you do a podcast, a new, when you put up a, a trailer or a beginning episode and you call it episode zero and episode zero went up on October 13th of this year. So it's three months old, but the actual first episode that we did is only about two months old. It went up, um, November 3rd. And, um, that was called the apathetic American church. And, um, we did an interview. Murray. Yeah. We did an interview with, uh, uh, pastor Murray, brother Murray, and talked about, you know, the, some of the problems that we're seeing in the church today is people are just not interested in living any kind of holy life or, or doing anything really other than just checking a box off to say that, yeah, I went on Sunday or, I went on Wednesday or right. uh, we just have a lot of apathetic people out there that are just not really interested in doing anything. And so that was kind of a, that's what kicked all this off. And, um, and then we kind of shifted to um, unusable. The great deception was our second episode where you and I talked about how there's so many people that feel that they're unusable um, because of the things that they've done in their life. They feel a lot of shame a lot of guilt, um, and they feel like they can't reach out to God and they feel like God will not use them. And so that right. was a, a really good episode where, where we talked about and encouraged people that, you know, God will use you. We gave many, many examples, many, many scriptures, many, many places in the Bible where, where people who were not perfect at all, uh, that had a lot of problems, and, and God used them. So, um, and then the third episode yep. was, well, go ahead. You want to say something? Go ahead. I just say imperfect people are the only ones God uses because that's the only kind of people there is. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And, um, our most recent episode, which was on December 9th, um, was crumbling foundations. And we talked about, um, the foundations that we need to have as Christians, um, what, what is important to have? Uh, we talked about Jesus being the cornerstone. Um, right. 
we talked about a lot of things and how important the foundation is. And many people, I think, just skip over the foundation part and just kind of jump right in, especially when you start talking about, um, um, you know, name it, claim it type churches, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, very uber hyper charismatic churches. A lot of people jump right into the feel good and never even have a foundation. So we kind of talked about that as well. So, you know, that's kind of what we're, you know, even though, uh, crumbling foundations is, can be talked about. We did talk about how it, it can destroy a church. It can, it can make a church apathetic if they don't have a good foundation. So we're, we're trying to. I don't think the foundation talk is one you can have too much of. Right. You know what I mean? There, there's, there's foundations for everything, you know, your, your, your faith walk, your, what the church that you attend, what, what that, what the foundational truths are of that church, the foundational beliefs, your foundational uh, truths, the foundation of a friendship, foundation of a brotherhood, foundation of accountability partners. I mean, you can talk about, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's absolutely crucial, man. It's absolutely crucial. It's it's not, it's not talked about enough. And I don't think that it can be talked about enough. Yeah, I absolutely. You know, it's that, it's it's that important, bro. Yeah. It's that important. I agree 100%. So, you know, even though these these first 3 episodes are pretty pretty tough topics to to talk about cuz they a lot of times it can sound like bashing, but the problem is is we have to look at we have to get very real about how we're looking at our own walk, how we're looking at the church, how we're looking at at people around us that we allow to speak into our lives. Um when we uh, do those things, we need to be, you know, giving a critical look to all of these things. And that's, that's some of the stuff we're going to be talking about in, in the future here in future podcast is, uh, those types of, of, uh, of things. I mean, we're going to kind of go over a few, I've got a few titles, a few shows that we're going to, we're going to, um, definitely be hitting on next year. And, uh, one of them is, um, we're going to be calling it stars and stripes, the great diversion. And it's talking about something that is at the very forefront of what's going on in this country right now, as we watch this country just basically disintegrate, uh, around us. Um, and it's talking about how nationalism has kind of played a role in the downfall of Western Christianity. We have a lot of Christians out there that are staunch patriots and and that's fine i i'm I'm absolutely i'm i'm a patriot i I love this country i'm very blessed to have been born here raised here live here uh work here have a family here um but served here too yeah and i did I, i served in the military here i'm i'm very you know proud of my country i think uh this is probably the greatest country the greatest civilization the world has ever seen and but we have some people out there that, you know, are Christians that say that they're Christians, but they believe they put, if you were to tell them to put the order of things, they would put uh, the country nationalism above God. And yeah. we run into problems when we do that. Um, that's uh, not, that, that one's going to step on That one's going to be a hard one, bro. That, I, that was going to be a, that was going to step on a lot of toes. I know, I, you know I'm always joking around in, in our conversations, you know, it's a, going to be a steel toe and hard hat kind yeah. of podcast but 
But you're absolutely right. It's it's something that needs to be talked about, you know, and, and I absolutely agree. I, I myself, you know, being a, an American citizen of Mexican descent, I wish at times I'd grown up a little more patriotic. So, you know, I, I firmly believe there's nothing wrong with loving your country. Right. It's 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 when we, you know, as Christians, our citizenship is in heaven. You know what I mean? And everything absolutely. that we view, we should we should we should view through a Christian lens. And that includes your your political parties, your political social uh, affiliation, whatever you want to call it. And I think just a lot of people have they've have, lost you know, they've lost sight of that. Have, <laughs> they have it back, yeah. They have it backwards, and it's like you know they view their ability to be a Christian through a political lens and and, and what and you know what I mean. And it's just it's it's sad, bro. It's sad. It's ugly, and it's heartbreaking to see. It's right. heartbreaking to see. Absolutely. So I think that's going to be a crucial episode. And like you said, it is going to step on some toes, but these are things that, that need to be talked about that nobody wants to talk about. And we're going to have some to get, toes need to be stepped on. yeah, we're, we're going to have to get serious about the Bible. We're going to have to get serious about our relationship, our personal relationship with God, our personal relationship with Christ, our, uh, you know, regional and state affiliated and national relationship with God. I mean, we, um, we don't have, I don't, I don't think we really have that much of a relationship with God in this country at the national level. Um, I know you, uh, you'll see a national prayer breakfast or something like that, but that's not what I'm talking about. That's just media fluff. That's I'm talking about a, a real genuine. genuine relationship at the top levels of government where they are praying and they are, um, right. you know, uh, waiting to, re- you know, receive what they believe that they need to do from God, uh, that they're placing God in the center of every decision that they make. And I just don't think that we're seeing that. So because we don't we're see not. it at the top level, that just filters all the way down to the very bottom family level of, you know, Joe Q public. <laughs> and it, if they don't see people at the top doing it, then why should they do it? So right. we do have, and we have some people that have turned it and turned it into something, you know, militant. And they like to put together nationalism and religion and those are intermingling and they, there is no, uh, delineation. There is no marker between them. They are one in the same, basically. So yeah. we, we have a lot of dangerous things going on and um, that needs to be addressed. So that's definitely going to be a hard hitting uh, episode, a good one. Um, another one that I'm personally excited about, we're going to do uh, what I'm calling a special edition. It's called, it's going to be called prison to priesthood. And that's going to actually involve my co-host, Jose. I'm going to interview him, and I'm hoping to get one other gentleman on here. Um, both of them have uh, have been in prison, have been in gangs, have been in crime and drugs and all these things in their past life. And both of them, both of them have made it through that with the grace of God and are Amen. now uh, just absolute supporters of the Bible, everything biblical. They uh, encourage others. They um, go back to the prison and encourage other prisoners that are, that are stuck there still. I mean, there is, 
there's a lot to be said about making it that far. That is quite, quite a feat. Um, and we know God can do anything, but Amen, um, bro. that is, you know, as far as human thinking about that, that is really quite a feat. And I'm excited to interview a couple of y'all and get some perspective on that. Um, here, that's going to be an awesome one for sure. Yeah. To hear your stories and to, uh, kind of, you know, feel what got you there and what, and what turned you around, because this can be, that can be used to encourage others that are in the same, uh, boat that you were in that are dealing with that now. So I, I'm excited. And that's what it's all about, bro. That's what it's all about. You know, I read something, you know, once and it said, God uses people like you and me so that we can reach people like you and me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, there's people that, you know, you're delivered from something and, and because I was delivered from something and I know how bad it is, I, I, I want nothing. I want absolutely nothing to do with it anymore. Right. And, and that's not me. And I know that's not, that's not uh brother Frankie's heart either. You know what right. I mean? Um, so yeah, it's, if it can be used, you know, and, and I've always been real open with my, my testimony and my background broke because I, I, I had a brother tell me one time, he goes, man, I, I appreciate how open you are about what's your testimony, bro. And I said, Hey, that's not who I am anymore. So I don't, I don't have no shame in, in sharing, you know, what exactly what God has delivered me from. And I remember I was having a conversation with this lady. She's a friend of the family. And she said, uh, she believes in the God, in God. I, I wouldn't call her a believer as far as like a Christian, but she said, she said, I know you like to give God, you know, credit for, for it. She said, but you did a lot of that. You need to take some credit for yourself. And I said, no, uh, I said, I did, I did life my way and it, it, it just didn't work out. You know what I mean? So I know that, that I am where I am by the grace of God and God alone. Right. So yeah, that one's going to be a good one, bro, for sure. Yeah. And the, the beauty of that is, and I've, I've told people this before going out on uh street ministry is, um, there's going to be plenty of people out there that won't relate to me at all. Can't relate to anything I've been through and really right. won't listen to me. Um, and that's the, the beauty of, of everybody's personal experience. There's somebody out there that you can talk to and it's going to talk to, uh, talk to you, but they won't talk to me. So right. I think a lot of times we find, especially when you see, uh, former inmates or something like that, that have really turned their life around and are living for Christ and things are actually working and not saying it's easy by any stretch of the imagination, but they've made it through. They were able to persevere. Uh, God was, was true to his promises. And these people are now living a thriving life and sharing Christ for somebody like that to come back to the prison or to talk to somebody who just got out of prison or, or whatever it is that is so impactful for those people and they are way more apt to listen to you than they would be to me. And yeah, I just, absolutely. And I used to be that guy, I, you know, and, and, you know, not to sound ignorant, but yeah, I used to be that guy sit there on, you know, post it on the block and try to see this white dude come try to talk to me about, you know, God, bro, you have no idea what I've been through. Right. So how are you going to come try to tell me, that God can can reach down into the gutter in the ghetto, bro, and deliver somebody like me. Yeah. 
so yeah, it, it, you're absolutely right, bro. I used to, I used to be that guy that said, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to hear nothing from nobody that ain't walked in my shoes because you can't even tell me how to lace them up. So yeah, but you're absolutely right, bro. And that's that's the that's the awesomeness of the gospel and how the gospel doesn't discriminate and and, and it, it pierces the heart of the thug like it pierces the heart of the pastor's kid and and anybody in between. Right. You know what I mean? So absolutely, bro. Yeah, it's I am super excited about that episode. So and I think I'm gonna try and do another special edition where I talk to um pastors themselves obviously uh brother murray pastor murray my friend uh, he he's more than willing to be interviewed and we'll talk about different topics um uh from the pulpit we'll try and get an idea of what pastors are looking at what they're seeing uh problems that they're facing in local congregations things that uh that uh we'll get a different perspective from the pastor and see what they're faced with um i know that uh, Murray talked to me, um, and wants to do a show on seminary. <laughs> what is being taught, uh, to people in seminary right now? A lot of things that are being taught and a lot of people that are doing the teaching, there's some questionable things going on there. So, and that, that's concerning because that's at the, at the very root, at the core of where people are, are learning. That's a foundation. And if we're, mm-hmm. if we're, not doing it correctly at the foundational level, we're going to have problems down the line. So I hope that we can knock some of those out as well. And, and, uh, another one that we're going to kind of talk about is called the callous Christian dangers and consequences of being a Christian with no compassion for the lost. I'm not even sure how that could be done. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) if we don't have compassion for the lost, I mean, the whole, the whole ball of wax is all about reaching the lost, but we do see people that sit in the pew every day and that really don't have the drive or the compassion to, to reach the lost. I have personally seen where we have brought the lost homeless people into the church, um, helping them with food and, and they come and sit in a service and, they don't smell good. Uh, they don't act right, right sometimes. <laughs> um, right. And I've seen people leave a church after one service of somebody sitting next to them that they didn't like. And that is a real problem. That is a real problem. There's a there's a video. It's been on there a while on, on YouTube. A guy who, I don't remember what church it was at. He was a new pastor. None of the people in the church had really met him yet, I don't think. And he dressed up as a homeless guy and sat out in front of the church just to mm-hmm. see who would, you know, offer him food or offer him water or offer for him to come into service or, you know, give him money right. or anything. He just wanted to see what people's reaction was. And he did get a few reactions of people that wanted to grab some food for him from their food pantry or wanted to bring him into church or, uh, got him a cup of water or whatever, but there were a lot of people that walked right over his legs, stepped right over right. him and never acknowledged him. And when the service started, he came and sat in the back row and then they introduced their pastor and everybody was looking around for the pastor because he wasn't up front and he stood up and he walked right down the middle of the aisle and he started taking off the fake beard and the fake mustache mm-hmm. and the, 
the dirty jacket and all that stuff. And that was their pastor. And he immediately, I remember that. yeah, he immediately started talking about what had transpired. And that is a serious wake up call for churches all around. Everybody should be, that should be requir- required watching for people. Um, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, because we don't, a lot of people in the church don't have compassion for the lost. And I think that's a very dangerous thing. You have anything to say about, about it's that? It's absolutely or? dangerous, bro. Like I, and it was, it's mind blowing. And to me, that's why I've always, you know, I always say things like I've always said this and uh, there's just a lot, there's just things that I've always said and I'm always going to say. And one of them is the amount of time that you've been in a church age membership doesn't mean it's not the same as spiritual maturity. You so know, you, I've had so conversations. You, so you mean with, if I've been at the church for 30 years sitting in the pew, that doesn't make me an elder. No, nope. <laughs> that just makes you older. <laughs> but, you know, I've had conversations with people and this one dude in particular, he was talking about, you know, and he had his, you know, we talked about this, you know, last time it uh your ability to to say words in greek and hebrew and the fact that you're you have a strong concordance book and none of that means anything if 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 you're not using it to edify the you know the body but he was one of those that was was boasting about you know i've read the bible through you know 15 times i've been saved for 20 years and 20 30 years whatever it was but he was he had the mentality of unsaved people do not belong in the church mm. where are they, they supposed they to go to be, exactly they need to be, he said they need to be saved outside the church and then once they're saved they can come <laughs> which to, to a you know part of that is like that's good go out there and reach the lost yes i agree right but he went as far as calling people you know unsaved you know he said the infidels don't belong in here mm. And that to me is, is mind blowing. You know what I mean? And and that situation that you described is, is a prime example of why Christians say we don't have a religion, we have a relationship with God. Right. Because you can be you can be religious and you can dress up nice and wear your Sunday's best and miss. The entire, you can be what Jesus called a whitewashed tomb. Miss the whole boat. Miss the whole boat, bro. Right. You know, the, I was hearing a, you know, a preacher talk the other day and he, and he said, if your life is not characterized by love and you don't love people, he flat out said, you're not in the kingdom. And I don't care what you say. Right. It, it, you know, how, how can we claim to love a God that we cannot see when we don't love somebody that we can see? Man, that's that's some you know what I mean? hard truth yeah. for people. If you were to tell that to, you know, go to some of these Baptist churches in these small towns where I live and you were to announce that from behind the pulpit, that would be a very well, I would say it'd be a very hard thing to swallow, but the vast majority of those people would absolutely refuse to swallow it. <laughs> pick up the pick up the stones and try to carry you outside the backyard. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. a very and, hard and, and thing. It's true, bro. It's true. You know what I mean? It's and a lot of times, and this goes back to that's why I said you can never talk about foundation too much. If you just read the Bible, if you just read it for yourself, you would you would you would hear things 
and they would not register and sit right in your spirit. Why? Because your discernment would ping. And you can tell these people, dude, I don't care that you've been sitting here 30 years and this is how your dad taught and this is how your grandfather taught. This is wrong because the Bible says. But we've allowed tradition to, what's the word I'm looking for? Tradition. Supersedes. Yeah, dictates. The it, word of God. It dictates, dictates you know, the, yeah. The, the authority of the word. Exactly. And I think that needs to be an episode where we talk about traditionalism in the church, because that's another thing, along with uh, nationalism and callous Christians, that's something else that has uh, crept in over many, many years through many generations of people. And they just, uh, well, this is the way we've always done it. And it, it doesn't matter if it's right or nobody's ever looked to see if it's even right. They don't even know if it is biblical. So I've had, I've, I've made so many people angry, bro. And I don't, I don't say it to boast. I say it to, to give God glory. You know what I mean? Cause I, you know, I've always said I am who I am and I'm where I, I am where I am because God's been good to me. Right. You know, I'm just, you know, I said it last, last episode we did. I, I didn't go to seminary. I, I didn't go to no Bible college. I'm just a dude from the streets that loves Jesus. And I, and I, and I love to read the word. I've made people angry with me because, and I know they get angry because of what they come back with. Right. But I, I've, you know, well, this is the way my daddy taught and my daddy was a pastor. Are you a pastor? No, I'm not a pastor, bro. And we go through the scripture. What does scripture say? Okay, well, this here, this here, this here. And in the end, they come back with, yeah, well, so says the guy covered in tattoos. Right. And yeah. I'm covered in tattoos, but I'm also covered in the blood. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it, it, it's again, foundational, bro, the, the importance of reading Scripture for yourselves. And not you can't believe a certain way because Grandpa said, and you can't believe a certain way because Pastor said, and, well, Pastor's really nice. There's And, and you know, you, ta- you touched on it on an episode you want to do with, with Brother Murray about seminary. Yeah. Just because you go to seminary, Absolutely. And, and, and somebody ordains you somewhere doesn't mean you're rightly dividing the word of God. Yeah. I've, I've already heard some things that he's, he shared with me for some, some classes that he's already uh, attended. And I've listened to a couple of things that they've said that are very questionable. And um, it kind of goes along hand in hand with how we lose. We seem to lose a lot of young Christians when they go off to college. And that's because, we have uh, these worldly professors and progressive professors and all these mm-hmm. people that are teaching things to them that draw them away from Christianity and teach them different values and different views. And uh, surprisingly enough, we seem to have some of those people teaching seminary. <laughs> and so right. that's that's kind of another thing that is, um, you would think it would not be there. That would absolutely be one of the places that would be uh, dead on, but it's not. And so that's, that's something I'm looking forward to as well. And maybe one other show that we're going to do right now, we're, we're actually doing a, uh, a campaign on Facebook an advertisement campaign to try and garner interest in the page, uh, get some more people, uh, coming to the page and listening to the podcast. And we're getting back some interesting numbers on, on that campaign. Uh, that have to do with, you know, demographics like uh, male, female, you know, how many males versus how many females uh, 
are responding to the to the ad and liking the page or listening to a podcast what age groups um what countries that type of thing so um we're going to do about a 10 pay a 10 day um campaign and after that I'll have the numbers and we may actually look at those numbers because we've already kind of talked about some of those numbers mm-hmm. early numbers that we're seeing and they're pointing out some interesting things to us that we've kind of already hit on to make another podcast. So we'll save that for later, but we are going to be looking at some of that. It's going to be, I think it's going to be very telling and show a picture of what we're seeing uh, with the American family right now. So uh, absolutely. You've already, that's why I said it's awesome. And it's sad at the same time. It, It is, it is. So we'll, we'll save that and, and look at that later. But, um, you know, that kind of goes, uh, over kind of what we've done already. Like I said, we've only done three shows. We're still very, a very young podcast. Uh, we have over 200 downloads. I know that's not a lot for many people, but I, I want to reach the people that, that God wants to reach. Um, obviously, yeah, yeah, I want more people to listen to it because I want more people to hear the good news about Christ. And I want, right. Uh, Christians that may be struggling with with life and with uh, things that they see going on in the church and they don't feel like they're capable to say anything. Or uh, I want those type of people to to listen in and get some help. And you know, this is the part of of this particular year in roundup where I want to talk about and we want to talk about. And I know you've got some some things you want to hit on where we want to encourage others. And I think one of the things that we definitely want to encourage other people to do that uh, you and I both do on, on our own ends here is we encourage people to get into small groups uh, in their local churches uh, and the importance of having some type of uh, accountability partner, like more like a, a one-on-one relationship or maybe two or three people that are you know, in a text message together or meeting together or going to hold each other accountable and how important uh, that is. And we also want to encourage others to read the word for themselves. So we'll just kind of try and wrap up the uh, this broadcast with those those things. I know you have some things you want to say. You've got some scriptures pulled up, but, you know, let's let's talk about the importance of of uh, small groups and accountability partners. Um me personally, uh, Jose is is my accountability partner. Uh, you know, in my walk here, I feel like I can trust him to, if if I've gone off the reservation <laughs> on something uh, scripturally, or I've posted it on social media, or I have um, come off as um, really attacking someone, or have not really spoken something in love that I count on him to call me out on that and to talk to me about that. Um, those are important things for me. I have found in a very long season uh, that I've been in that those are some of the most important things. And I do have a, a small group that I'm involved with in my local community here where we talk and we fellowship, but we also uh, we read, uh, we're reading a Bible plan together currently. And we get together once a week and not only fellowship, but go over uh, questions that we may have from the Bible or 
things that somebody's dealing with, we look in the Bible and see what the Bible says about that. Uh, real world issues and problems that people are facing is what we should be dealing with in these small groups and with accountability partners. So if you want to, uh, you know, talk a little bit about that. It's a very important for me. It has been at the top of my list of, of important things going on because it's important for me to have somebody that is going to be honest with me and mm -hmm. is going to reel me in and say, Hey, this is why you were wrong about this. You know, I want to, to learn and to improve myself. And that means right. that I, I have to be accountable uh, to somebody else and say, yeah, I trust you to, to say this in love and tell me these things that I need to hear so that I can, I can catch myself and step back and go, wow, that was bad. <laughs> I should probably delete right. that. Or I should, uh, you know, take a look at that and study that a little bit more because I don't think I am understanding it. And so those are very important things. It's also important in these small groups to be able to talk about everyday problems with people that are close to you and around you that you see face to face. We're supposed right. to help each other. And it's important in those small groups that that's a place where you can decompress, where you can uh, fellowship and eat some food together and laugh, play some games or something like that. I think that's very important for, for Christians to be able to do, to, to decompress in a, a wholesome environment. So let me, uh, let right. me open up the floor to you. Go ahead and kind of address what you think about that. Yeah, it's absolutely important, bro. Uh, I, you know, I feel the same way, you know, it's accountability partner or partners is, is, is crucial to, to growth. You know what I mean? One of, you know, we've talked about it before. One of the, one of the worst things you can do is surround yourself with people who will always agree with you. Yes. You know, and, and, in choosing accountability partners, it's like, you know, as a married man, I would never take marriage advice from somebody who wasn't married. Yeah, right. I would never take marriage advice from somebody whose marriage I didn't admire. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, if, if, you know, and for whatever reason, if so-and-so, you know, this brother here is, has been divorced four times, depending on the circumstances, I may not want to, to get marital advice from this brother. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Same, th same thing for for a, a, a wife and, and, and a sister of hers, whatever. But, but yeah, you know, I've seen people that, accountability partners, I've seen people that don't, and, and I don't necessarily know that it comes from a, a bad place. If we're not careful, it can come from a prideful place. But, you know, and, and society tells us that we have to figure it out. You know what I mean? As a man, you have to figure it out. Yes. So, you know, we, we get saved and then we, we bring that into the church in, in, in a sense of, well, I don't need to fellowship. It's just me and God. That's all. Like, that's all I need. And I've seen brothers drift away from God and, and, and into idolatry. I've seen them drift away from God and drift back into the world because they they had no accountability partners. They had nobody that they sat under. They, they had nobody that they fellowshiped with. And it's fellowship and accountability partners is, is absolutely crucial. It's, it's, you know, scripture tells us, you know, that we are to carry each other's burdens. Scripture tells us about how there's, there is safety in a multitude of counselors. You know, scripture tells us all these things. And, I don't know where we get we we come off with the idea that we don't need 
what scripture tells us we need. Right. You know, we, we, isolation is of the devil, man. Isolation is of the devil. There's, you know, when Satan came to tempt Jesus in the wilderness, number one, he came to tempt Jesus in the wilderness. He didn't come to tempt, try and tempt Jesus when he had, you know, the disciples with him. And he didn't come at the beginning of his 40 day fast. He came at the end of his 40 day fast. Why? Because, you know, and we're going to read that in a little bit. Scripture says the enemy, you know, prowls around like a lion. You know what I mean? When, when you see an animal hunting, you know, in National Geographic, whatever, you see a lion chased his group of hyenas, group of zebras. It doesn't chase the biggest zebra. It chases the one that ran off to the left when everybody else went right. And it's the same thing with, with accountability, you know, with, with uh, a Christian, new Christian, yeah, older Christian, whatever, whatever the case may be. We, you know, we, we make the mistake of thinking that we don't need anybody. All we got is Jesus and, and, you know, it's me and Jesus against the world and the enemies, the devil's scared of me and, you know, the demons flee from me and, and, all, and all this nonsense, bro, that you see, none of it is, none, nothing of that is biblical. Scripture says, don't forsake the gathering of the saints. Gather with your brothers and your sisters. Fellowship's important. Carry each other's burdens. Sit underneath somebody. You know what I mean? Yes, Scripture says the Holy Spirit is your teacher. But Peter says, you young ones, sit underneath, submit to your elders. You know what I mean? We, and we have, to be, we have to be teachable. We have to be teachable. And a lot of times, number one, it isn't taught very much. And two, it isn't, it isn't practiced. And three, it isn't accepted a lot. Right. You know, you know having I mean? an but accountability partner bro. means that, you know, you honor that person. You're, you care enough about that person that you don't mm -hmm. want them to stray, that you want right. them to, to stay on the right path. And so you're willing, uh, you know, that you have a good enough relationship with that person uh, to be able to say hard things, things that right. may hurt their pride a little bit and may mm -hmm. kind of sting just a little bit, but something that they'll honestly uh, think about and look at. And I think those are, those are marks of, of very mature Christians that, that do that. I mean, there are a lot of people that do that. I mean, obviously we're not the only ones. There's a lot of people that, you know, hold each other accountable and have small groups and it's a good thing. Those are, those are important things. Um, I think what you said was, was right on, on point. Did you have scripture to go with that? Did you want to interject that here? Or did you have that for talking about encouraging, you know, reading the word for themselves, that type of stuff? That's just, it's just, it's for encouragement, you know, to, when we go to wrap it up and. Okay. Okay. And uh, um, well, the other thing was the only other thing I had on here kind of to wind it down here is, you know, encouraging people to read the word for themselves. And we did talk about that a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. I made a post on social media about that yesterday or today. I can't remember which one, but it's important for for us to to read the word for ourselves and understand it because any pastor worth his salt is going to yep. have enough gumption from behind the pulpit to tell you, don't just listen to what I'm saying. He says, you go yes. home, you read this yourself, you hold me accountable. You you find out if I'm telling you the truth from behind the pulpit. If your pastor is not doing that, uh, that doesn't mean that they're trying to escape from that or skirt around it necessarily. But 
I would, I would definitely, uh, talk to my pastor and say, Hey, you know, uh, when you were talking about this a couple of Sundays ago, I took some notes and I went back and I read for myself and maybe I'm not understanding it. Maybe I'm missing something, but I wanted to talk to you about it. This is what I found and lay out your, your notes and compare them with his and y'all can both look together and try and discern and see, because like you've said many times, Jose, scripture is not going to contradict scripture. Either we've read it wrong. We've taken it out of context. We're Mm -hmm. we're missing something. It's not going to contradict itself. So I I think it's important. And that is the mark of a mature pastor, somebody who really gets it, that is willing to, to, uh, to say that from behind the pulpit and to make themselves available to people and not get all upset when somebody questions what they're right. preaching. And now, of course, we're going to, we'd have, this would be a whole other show, but <laughs> we, we, we can't do that from a place of pride. We can't do that pl- from a place of anger. We have to do it from a place of honor, from a, a place of learning from, yep. uh, we need to come to the pastor in a, in a, a meek sense. We need to be, uh, like children learning. We need to tell him, Hey, I know you said this. I'm having difficulty with that because I've always believed it said this, but now that I'm reading it, I'm kind of confused. So can we go over this? And that pastor should take the time and sit down and go over it with you. And y'all should hash that out. So, um, right. You know, that is, and there's a time for it. You know what I mean? You definitely don't want to stand up in the middle of service. Absolutely. Be like, hold up. Hold up. We don't want to create confusion for everybody else that you catch the pastor when he's in his office during the week or in the evening or something like that, you're not going to call him out and make him try and make him look like a fool in front of people. That's not going to end well for either one of you. (laughs) So, you know, uh, and I know you had talked a little bit about earlier about uh, encouraging people to read the word for themselves and you've, um, you know, absolutely. You have to, you know what I mean? It's like, and, and this, you know, pastors are men just like a fallible man, just like us. Exactly. Um, you know, you think about a, a newborn, an infant, you know what I mean? It's that infant is completely reliant on what the parent is feeding them. Yes. You know what I mean? And so just, you know, kind of bear with me this illustration, but at some point you have to begin feeding yourself. You know what I mean? Because you don't know if you don't begin to feed yourself when you have the ability. And I believe every Christian should possess the ability to feed themselves at some point is then you're, you're, you're strictly reliant on what you're being spoon fed. Right. And what you're being spoon fed. If you don't read the scriptures, you'll never know when something is not in line with the word until it may be too late and you've become indoctrinated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we're talking about, you know, people that have been in the pews for years and years, a lot of times it's, it's, they, they close themselves off to receiving something, receiving truth even because, well, this is what I believed for 30 years. Absolutely. Or, or if you, if you have an older congregation and you have a younger pastor that starts that they've, they've, uh, they've hired or voted in, and then the younger pastor comes in with new ideas and, and a different way of teaching and they're not used to that, they're not going to receive from him. They've already made up their mind at that point. Right. And and so, yeah, it's, it's, and again, you know, going back to foundational, it's, you have to, 
you know, I read something one time and it said, how can you know? The only way that you can know you're hearing a lie is if you know the truth. Yes. So if I don't know what this word says, anything I hear is going to sound good. Yeah. Why? Because, it, you know, it, it may sound spiritual. Somebody may attach a, a, a verse to it. And I'm just going to sit here and eat it. Why? Because I have nothing to test it against. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, that we talked about it, I don't know, a couple, maybe a couple episodes ago. The Apostle Paul called the Bereans noble, more noble, simply for the fact that they heard what he said and then went back and fact-checked the Apostle Paul according to Scripture. Yes. And, and, and that's, that's exactly what we're, we're all called to do. And, we, and number one, we have to possess the ability to do so, and that starts with having the desire to do so. Absolutely. That's a, that's a hundred percent, man. So, you know, that's, um, that's very important. And these are things that we want to get across to people, but I, you know, we're kind of winding it down here and I do want to encourage people. Like we said in the beginning, this is not a podcast designed to destroy anyone or, you know, uh, bash the church or bash your pastor or anything like that. All of this is done out of love. We're trying, we're all trying to learn. We're all trying right. to, to do better. Um, but we do have some some problems in the church that nobody really wants to deal with, and we have to draw attention to those. The only way we're going to fix these problems is by meeting them head on. And um, I know here at the end we want to encourage people. I know you've got some scriptures to share. I just I'll say something real quick. I just I'm very thankful for all the people that are listening to the podcast that are sharing the podcast and, and man, we encourage you to share it with your small groups, your accountability partners, your church, your pastor, um, all these different people. I mean, share them with people at your job or people that you don't even think are Christians that may be struggling with something. Um, you know, we are, we are here to, uh, not just talk about these problems and try and give you solutions, but we're here to encourage you as a Christian in your walk. It's important and to walk with you. Yeah. To, to, we're walking you know right I mean? through to walk it with, with you. you. We're, we're not right. perfect. We're not a hundred percent perfect. Like anybody out there, we all, we each have our own set of issues and problems that we deal with in life each day, but we're choosing to, to go about that in a different way. And right. not everybody's doing that. And we're trying to clue people in and get them used to the fact of small groups and accountability and, uh, trying to walk more holy and what that looks like and how important that really is and how it can drastically and radically change things in your life. Uh, speaking of your life, what would Brother Ray say? Take take inventory of your life. Yes, man. take inventory you know, of your life. He said, uh, Brother Ray, he used to say, man, I, you know, I, I told myself and I told God that anytime I got a platform to say something, I, I would always tell people that the coming... <laughs> of Jesus Christ is near. And he said, you know, take inventory of your life. You know, the, as the apostle Paul says, examine yourselves, according, you know, according to the word and see if we're in the faith. And it's just, it, it, it's crucial, man. It's crucial. It to, is. And, you know, um, you know, for those that don't know, we talked about this in the first episode, uh, brother Ray Marujo uh, passed away not too, too long ago. He was a very close friend of ours, a good brother. Uh, we were actually uh, thinking about starting this podcast and we're hoping to get him on to, 
to be a co-host with us, to have a three-host uh, podcast to discuss things. And unfortunately, he he passed away uh, very suddenly. And um, but he had a lot to say about yes. the kingdom and about Christ, and he had a passion for the lost, and it has stuck with so many people. So we we still talk about Ray. We haven't forgot Ray. We're not going to forget Ray or his family. He he made a huge impact uh, for the kingdom while he was here, um, and so. You know, he said some things that just really stuck with us, and that was one of them. Take inventory of your life. Take that, inventory of your life. That just sounds so simple, but it's so profound. It's it's yep. just you really need to take a look at what you're doing, and if it's not working for you, there's it's not too late to fix that. You know, let's let's turn it around now. Let's let's fix that. So I just want to encourage you guys today, whoever is out there listening to this, wherever you are. Christ can use you. You're you're not uh, something he can't use. You're not a a, a completely broken vessel that can be never be fixed. Uh, he uses broken people, but you have to yes. you have to come to him. You have to acknowledge your sin. You have to understand that you're a sinner and that you needed Jesus as a savior. There are some things that have to be done. I mean. When we say take inventory of your life, we really need to take a look at, are you truly saved? Has your life, what else did Ray say about uh, if Jesus, uh, if God touches part of your life? What, what did he say? Anything that, anything that God touches changes. Right. So, you know, that's another statement that is so simple. But if I'm looking at my life and I'm saying I'm a Christian and I'm, I'm for sure saved, but I have no fruit. I have no, uh, my life really hasn't changed that much from when I said I was saved. These are things that we're not trying to, to tell you that you're a bad person. I'm just trying to tell you, hey, wake up, you know, get the scales out of your eyes and take a look at how right. your life truly is and what your relationship with God truly is and what you believe, um, what you really believe. Because your life is going to change. If God touches your life, it's going to change. If you're truly saved, your life is going to not look anything like it used to look like. You are going to be a completely different person. And the, right. fruits, and you know, I, the fruits in your life times, are going to be completely different than what you've done before. So, Right. Uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, like you just heard Mark say, are you saved? And this isn't like us sitting here asking you a hey, are you saved this is us asking you encouraging you to examine your own self yes and, and to examine and test your profession of faith this isn't you know the last we're not trying to come across like we, we want to make anybody doubt their salvation right it's you know it, it's 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 taking inventory of your life look at your life from the, from from when we professed faith in Christ to now. And for some people, hey, we're, we, we could be talking a matter of two, three days. Right. Which, you know, it, it, it's different. You know what I mean? But if if my if I've made a profession of faith and, you know, it's a, I've been saved 10 years and, and, and I live 10 years later the way I lived 10 years ago, I, that to me is, a, it would be a red flag and it would yes. be, 
a need to examine myself, examine my heart to see if I am genuinely in the faith. Yeah. So examine, you know, my I know a lot of times examine right. what I believe, all, all, what I do, all these things. You know, there's people that go around saying, well, you're not saved. You're not saved. And, and that's not, that's, that's not at all what we're trying to say here. You know what I mean? There's only one accuser of the brethren and that's not us. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to clarify because, you know, some people hear something like, you know, are you really saved? And it auto- they automatically feel like it's coming from a place of we're saved, you're not. And that's right. that's not what we're doing here. No, no. I, I We genuinely care about the condition of people's souls. Um, you know, the only person in the end, everybody that's listening to this is hurtling towards their own death <laughs> at a million miles an hour and you can't stop mm-hmm. them. There's nothing you can do to stop that. In the end, you are the only one that knows your heart. You and God, God knows your heart. You know, your heart right. in the end, there's only one person that's going to be standing in front of his creator. That's just going right. to be you and him. There's not going to be your mom. It's not going to be your sister, not going to be your dad, your grandma, your grandpa. They're not going to be able to, plead on your behalf you already have somebody that shed their blood on your behalf but and that's jesus but you have there are some things that you need to do with your life if you haven't done those things i'm begging with you i'm pleading with you if you don't know christ please 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 reach out to your pastor reach out to your youth leader or whoever you need to talk to and and get that settled. Figure that out because in the times we live in, it is that is the the thing that should be at the very top of your list, which you should be uh, should be doing. Right. So, uh, what scriptures do you have to to share tonight here to close it out? Well, I just want to encourage you know coming up on the end of the year, a lot of us can look back at this year and and say, man, I'm glad this year is over. This year was. This year was horrible. You know, I know a lot of us lost loved ones this year. Um, A lot of us lost, you know, a lot of people lost the job. You know, this year wasn't good for a lot of people. Right. Um, And I want to encourage you that just because things haven't played out the way we would, we would hope that they played out. You know what I mean? Um, If we're not careful, a lot of us can look at our circumstances and say, how could God be working in this? You know, how, how, how is this here, what I'm going through now, the hand of God? How can I see the hand of God in this? How can, how can this be the will of God for me right now? Right. And, and I just want to encourage you guys, you know, the, the Christian walk is not, it, despite a popular unbiblical belief, the Christian walk is not easy. It is not you know, your problems are gone. No, on the contrary, you know, Jesus in the book of John, chapter 16, verse 33, he, he had just, he was talking to his disciples about things to come. And he says, these things I have spoken to you, that in me, in Christ, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. Jesus never promised never promised pleasant things. 
here. Jesus, Jesus promised that our hope, when our hope was in him, there was a promise of, of, of eternal life. There was a promise of, of, live, of life and life abundantly. And, and, you know, despite people perverting the gospel, it, it, never, it was never meant to be a life of prosperity. You know what I mean? Um, On the contrary, he tells us to bear our own cross. He, he's, he's told exactly. people to give up everything to, you know, lose their life, to find their life. It's um, yes. that it costs us uh, a great deal to, to be able to follow him. It costs us everything. We have to, that, and that's what you'll learn when you start getting in the book. When you get in the Bible, you will start to learn these concepts. You know, and, and with Christ, situations, you know, you can be going through something that, that feels hopeless. I, I know a lot of people that are going through things and, and they just, they, they cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel. They, they, you know, the situations feel hopeless. And I just want to encourage you guys. There, there is, it, you know, going back to foundational, the word of God stands against the test of everything. Absolutely. The word of God is not is not dependent on my emotions. If I if I stood on my emotions, my faith would waver. I'd be tossed back and forth because of what's going on, what I feel, what I think. The word of God stands. And as a follower of Christ, scripture says that all of God's promises are yes and in him. Amen. The book of Romans says that God promises Chapter 8, verse 28 says that God promises to use all things for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purpose. And I want to read something that the Apostle John writes in the book of 1 John, chapter 5, beginning in verse 4. And it says, whatever, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world our faith. Verse 5 says, who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Who is he that is equipped to handle things in life and be more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus? It is him who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. It is the Christian. It is the, it is the believer. It is the disciple of Christ. You know, the book, the, the Apostle Paul writes in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, beginning in verse 16, and he has just gone through the whole armor of God. And in verse 16, he says, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And it, it is faith that gives us hope. And our hope is grounded and rooted in our faith in Christ. Why? Because Christ has overcome the world. And we just read that through our faith in Christ, we can overcome. So, I, you know, I want to read 1 Peter chapter 5, beginning in verse 6. And it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. You know, I know people that I have a brother of mine who he said, you know, I was talking to him one day. I went over to pray with him and he said, man, he said, I've had a headache for 10 months. And, you know, doctors can't tell him what's wrong and, and nothing seems to help. 
And he said, but you know what? In these 10 months, I have never spent as much time on my knees reaching out, crying to God, and I feel closer to God Amen. through it. And I said, I said, think about it. Think about it, bro. I said, if you would have prayed and, and Mark's will be done, his name was Mark too. I said, if Mark's will be done, I said, you would have prayed and had this pain be gone in, in three days, right? And he goes, yeah. And I said, you would have missed out on that on that intimacy that you've had with God through this pain. So, you know, here in verse six, it says, at the proper time, he may exalt you. So we, we, we learn to trust in God's timing and not our own timing. Right. Verse seven says, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour, seeking the that believer that has drifted away from, from the group of believers, seeking that Christian that has isolated himself because things may not be going the way we hope we would hope that they were isolated themselves from the body because so-and-so said something at church that, that rubbed them the wrong way. And that's who he is seeking to devour. Why? Because isolation is of the devil. We're never called to, to isolate ourselves. We're called to, to fellowship, to, to bear each other's burdens, to be in the body. If we, if we take a hand and cut it off the body and set it off the side, it, it, it withers and it dies. And it's the same thing with, with a believer in their walk with God. Absolutely. Verse 9 says, resist him, firm in your faith. Again, it talks about faith. It says, resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you had suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore confirm strengthen and establish you to him be the dominion forever and ever amen amen but we need to remember that our i don't know if i don't know if I want to say our goal in life but we are here to glorify god if 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 we were not here to glorify god then the, you know as soon as we were saved we'd be gone why? Because our eternal life has started. But we're here that people may see the light of Christ in us, the way that we live and the way that we love, and that we may glorify God. So I want to encourage anybody and everybody that's listening. If you've been going through something and, and you struggle to see the hand of God moving in your life, and you feel like, you know, God's not with you the way he promised he would be, I'm here to tell you that God is with you, whether we feel him or not. Why? Because God said he would, and God does not break his promises. We serve a God that cannot go back on his word, and his word says that he will be with you always, even to the end of the age. So stand firm in your faith. Stand firm in your faith. And when the time is right, when, when, when it brings God the most glory, then God himself will establish you and put you where you need to be so that he may be glorified. And, and, and our greatest, the greatest thing we can do with our lives is glorify God. Amen. So just because you're hurting, just because, you know what I mean, whatever it is that you're going through, 
You're not alone. God sees you. God hears you. God loves you. Hang in there. You know what I mean? And, and, and it goes back to the importance of, of brotherhood. So if you're hurting, you know what I mean? The, at, you know, there's, there's an outro and it tells you how to get a hold of us. You know, like, like we said earlier, we're not just here to hey, sit here and listen to what we have to say. We're interested in what you have to say. We're interested in, in the things that hurt you guys, the things that you're struggling with. And if you, you know, reach out, we want to know what you're going through. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the things that you've heard. And if you need somebody, you need, you need some encouragement, some advice, anything, reach out to us. That, that primarily is what we're here for. Amen. Very well said. Yeah. So, uh, I just want to throw the last couple things out here and then we're going to be done. Um, you can, uh, listen to us on these podcasts. If you go to www.heavyisthecrownpodcast.com, that'll take you to any of our episodes where you can download them, or you can find us in any place that you listen to podcasts, um, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google, I mean, we're Spotify. Spotify. We are everywhere. Just look up heavy is the crown podcast. Uh, you need to include the word podcast with that. Um, so also, uh, like we said, if you want to reach out to us, I do have an email set up. It's heavy is the crown podcast at gmail.com. Once again, heavy is the crown podcast at gmail.com. If you have uh, some struggles or you have an idea for a show or, or things that you, you have seen that you're struggling with, you need some encouragement, uh, reach out to us and we will definitely get back with you uh, on that. And one last thing I do want to mention, uh, Jose does have his own ministry, uh, that he has on Facebook. It's called on my heart ministries. Um, I would highly encourage you to go and check out his page, go like it. Uh, he posts a lot of good stuff. He does some, uh, videos of his own that are all, uh, scripturally based, uh, and deal with. Uh, the types of problems that we're talking about on our podcast here, but he does uh, his own ministry. So just find him at On My Heart Ministries on Facebook. So, um, Jose, I thank you, man, for being here tonight. It was uh, yes, it was sir. very very good. I appreciate it, brother. Always a like I said, always a blessing and a privilege, bro, to be here and you know hang out with my brother and encourage the body, man. That's what that's, that's what we're here for. That's what it's all about. So guys, we're going to wrap it up with that. That's our year end show. Um, we're going to be coming back to you here in January. Uh, we probably, we may try and do a couple, a couple in January if we can. We obviously, we both have different schedules and different time zones, but we are trying to, uh, churn out some, some good episodes for you guys and do some research in between those episodes. So, uh, yes, sir. you know, just stick with us. Uh, share us if you can with people. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Just look up heavy is the crown podcast, find the page, like it. Uh, anytime we do an episode, we post it there as well. So, and we have messages on there as well. I have messenger open on that. So if you need to talk or, uh, reach out to us, you can reach us there as well. So heavy is the crown podcast.com heavy is the crown podcast on Facebook. And heavy is the crown podcast at gmail.com. That's how you can reach us. Jose, thanks again, man. It was a great show. I'm looking forward to uh, 2022. I'm sure it's going to be a rip roaring year. 
uh, it's a be lot a great of one, bro. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a great one. We're getting closer to going home, everybody. So uh, I'm excited about that. Um, so uh, hopefully you guys are as well. We thank you for being with us, uh, Jose. Thanks again. Love you, man. Absolutely, and brother. love you guys. Yep. We will talk to you guys the next time. See ya. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Heavy is the Crown podcast. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at heavyisthecrownpodcast.com. Join us next time as we search for more truth and work to prepare you to advance the kingdom.